back to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby, chubby guy, and today I am a K-drama loving crazy boy. Oh, oh God. Oh, I God. have finished so many K-dramas over the past three months, and I've never watched one before. So. He's in a K-hole, people. I'm, oh, my God. I'm going crazy. <laughs> if anyone else out there has watched Mystic Pop-Up Bar, I need someone to talk to about it. All right. <laughs> oh, hi. My name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. Um, no, I am very far away from all K-drama. Um <laughs> I've, I don't know. I've, I've moved on to other letters of the alphabet, I feel. <laughs> You're a Z-drama kind of guy. Uh, Z-drama. Is that like Gen Z-drama? No. <laughs> Zombie-drama. Zombie-drama. Uh, yeah, so I'm just um, just enjoying the beautiful sunny day. As well you should. Here we are, second episode of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trevor Keyson, and I'm Trevor the Super Chub Witch, because I've been... I've been rewatching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that's right, you have. Oh, so I love it so much. Oh it's my so God. good. Is this the sitcom or the the, the sitcom? Sitcom. Okay. From the Harvey. And then like it's Sabrina dressed as a ham sandwich in front of the mirror, and she's like, "I'm a ham sandwich." No, she has some lame pun. as at the at the end of every opening. I'm on a roll. That would be a good one for she's as a sandwich. Yeah. Wow. Have you never seen this? No. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Oh, there's probably a compilation of that on YouTube. Oh my god. Oh look, there's a fourth co-host. Hi. My name is Michael Willer, and I'm a chubby chaser. <laughs> and uh, Welcome, today Michael. I'm a I'm a baby Yoda boy. Uh, watching Mandalorian season three, Yay! I refuse to call him Grogu. Thank you very much. He's baby Yoda still. Oh, okay, and, and will be forever. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't love the name Grogu. I love it. Name. Doesn't roll off the. Tongue. I love the name Grogu <laughs> because it does not roll. <laughs> a quick sidebar for a moment. We have some exciting news. We to do. Announce. We do. Dun, da, da, da. We are. We're going. We're going official. We're selling out. Yeah. Um, we're selling out. No, um, Don. Why don't you set this up? Because this is all about your mattress. Big this thing. is true. So, people who've listened to the show for a long time know that I've been plugging a. Uh, we brought it up on the show many years back, and I bought one. What did you buy, Don? I bought a mattress from Big Fig Mattress. Big Indeed. old king size I mattress. have loved this mattress. It's the first mattress that I ever felt like what I imagine everyone else feels like on mattresses. Like, I lay on top of the mattress. It doesn't <laughs> safety shrink around my body. It doesn't trap me. Well, and, and it doesn't sink down, so I'm in a hammock. It's <laughs> And Big Fig is, one of the reasons we love Big Fig is because that it's a company with mattresses specifically designed for heavier, larger people. And advertised with and for. Yep. Like, it is all about mm-hmm. accessing the but people. Let me point out, designed yeah. for the big body, but perfectly fine for absolutely anybody. Well, yes, you don't have to. I have never had either. anybody on that mattress. They will that not sell it. a mattress to a thin person. <laughs> <laughs> they refuse. <laughs> no, not the case. But um, every guy that I've had on that mattress has said it's one of the best. Ri- oh, he wasn't talking about the mattress. <laughs> Sorry, that was something else. Was something best else. ride. Something Is that else. what you were going to say? Anyway, um, anyway, so we're announcing that we are going to affiliate. We're going to be an affiliate of Big Fig Mattresses. Uh, Don and I recorded a really fun little yeah. video earlier where he said a lot of the same things, but you get to see the visuals associated <laughs> with <laughs> everything he was doing, and t- including a sexy tiger crawl. Um, oh my! So stay tuned for that. And so if you've been looking for a mattress and you'd like to support the podcast, go to our website and click on the Big Fig link, and mm-hmm. they will take you to Big Fig. It'll be on yeah. the resources page. We already have Big Fig on the resources yeah. page. We'll just include the video and the link there. And uh, yeah, it really helps us out. And certainly it supports uh, fat friendly, fat positive. And business. it will help you. I like, I, I endorsed this mattress long before we actually partnered yeah. up with them in yeah. any way. Yeah. Um, I stand by it. I love my mattress. So <laughs> I hope you will too. <laughs> he, he, can, he cannot be shifted from this position. <laughs> of course, you can be shifted from a position on the mattress. If that's not what I meant. <laughs> So easily. So easily. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we're here doing the second episode of the day um, because that's how we roll. Mm -hmm. Um, You you can actually tell by which episode we're on by the amount of giggling that goes on in the background. We get more weird as the day goes on. Oh, giggling. 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 Yeah, it sounded like you said gingling. Gangling. Gingling. (laughs) Jingle jangling. (laughs) I'd like to call this podcast That sounds, hold on. Holy shit, that is uncanny. (laughs) <laughs> that was unbelievable you nailed it without even having heard it i think i've played that sound effect twice over the last three years 
Anyway. This is future Michael here breaking into the episode to let you know something very, very exciting. We, as a group, the whole podcast team, are going to go to Club Chub this coming Sunday. That's right. That is Sunday, May 21st, 2023, in case you're listening in the future. Um, that means that we will be at Club Chub at Precinct Downtown Los Angeles. Um, we'll be there probably on the afternoon side of things to ensure that we get tickets so that we can actually get in because, after all, this is Belly Rub Weekend in Los Angeles as well. So very exciting things all happening. Uh, we haven't been to Club Chub yet before, and we really want to support them and come and meet all the cool people out there and drink some drinks and have some fun. Uh, so if you want to join us, if you want to meet us, if you want to hang out, um, come to Precinct LA. Uh, it is from 3 to 9 p.m., I believe, on Sunday, May 21st. We will all be there together, hanging out and supporting the community. And, you know, it's very difficult work with, you know, all of the drinks and sexy people around. So come hang out with us and we will see you there. All right, back to the episode. Welcome listeners, welcome Patreon supporters, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Patreon supporters. We really appreciate all of your support through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael continues his healing, mm-hmm. although I can say with all truthfulness that he has not improved since our last episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> granted, that was only about an hour ago. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it, everybody. <laughs> Dan is fading quickly. Is it time for a drink yet? <laughs> Well, that's cocktail music if ever I heard it. Take off my hat. Well, Man, I just relaxed myself. Yeah. Just I'm so chill right now. What have we got? Well, I we've think got <laughs> you better get well un- get, get pumped. Yeah. Get, get angry. Get um, unchill. We have a horrible story. Coming in, well, it's not, it starts off horrible. T- a title in your tango uh, Teen asks if he's a bad person after getting kicked off a flight over his comments about an, uh, in quotes, obese man. Spoiler, yes, spoiler, he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he went on a uh, the Reddit thread, which I re- don't remember the name of. Um, AMA. It's, it's, yeah, it's an AMA. Or no, am where, I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Where he's going on there and looking for confirmation that he is, in fact, not the asshole. Um, I think he lost this round. <laughs> God, what a shit show. So he's on a flight, um, a, d- a non-domestic flight, if we're talking about America. I think he's going... He, yeah, he's on, a, he's on a non... The carrier is not an American carrier. Right. And so he goes on this flight, and it's a very long... I think it's a 12-hour flight to, quote-unquote, his home country, wherever that is. And he uh, he's being sat next to a fat person, and he confesses that he himself is not small. He's like 6'2". He's tall. And... Um, he uh, just throws a fit because he feels impinged upon by the large person next to him. Yeah. And he can, he proceeds, and this is before takeoff, to raise a ruckus with the flight attendant and anyone else who will listen. Yeah. In and front and of the guy. In front of the in guy. Front of the guy and, and multiple times calling the flight attendant, and specifically as it escalates, saying, uh, Brit's flight attendant about how his seat, how was his seat still considered available if it was, quote, if it was being used for someone's literal roles. The idea, point- be, the idea being the flight attendant told him, look, I'm sorry, sir, you know, all the seats are, are we, we're fully, fully booked. Mm-hmm. And he then said, well, how can it be fully booked if you sold my seat? Like this, whatever to somebody makes, else's, to yeah. somebody else's roles. And then, and then proceeds to berate the flight attendant about how, how the airline has gone downhill in recent years. Here's the thing, though. That's not actually the story. No. Mm-hmm. The story is the responses he got on Reddit. Well, I, we, it should be said. It should be said. They kicked him off the flight. Yes. That's and they the almost banned him from the airline. But they did appealed. ban him. And well, then, then it got they, lifted. It got lifted. The next day. So, he, th- so that he, he could get home. He didn't get to go home. Um, and the, the great. So, yes, he got the airline took action in that moment. In yeah. fact, the flight attendant, because it is their prerogative, uh, yeah. kicked him off the flight. Yeah. Said, you can't go with us. Goodbye. Well, he was raising such a shitstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And just being horrible yeah. um, to the flight attendant and to the guy sitting next to him. Um, and the fantastic part is that the re- responses on Reddit. The, the twist you never saw coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Reddit, people. Mm-hmm. This is Reddit we're talking That's about. That's on the internet. Um, <laughs> some quotes. I honestly cannot fathom what would possess you to have this conversation in front of that guy. Um, another person pointing out that using the term obese man showed that he didn't care about the person's feelings at all. 
What you did is horrifyingly rude and disrespectful, and the fact that you were thrown off the plane should have been enough to let you know that. Yeah. Because, of course, this is him asking people to back him up. Mm-hmm. And everyone is not having it. <laughs> I mean, I find often what happens with, like, the... If you have to ask yourself if <laughs> asshole... Not even ask yourself. If you're like, I need to ask Reddit if I'm being an asshole. Yeah. More often than not, these people are the assholes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm just glad that this is, like, I feel like a rare occasion I- where... People were nice to fat people on Reddit. I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. No. Like even now, I, it surprises me. It makes me very happy. I Do wonder you, how many of these people are from Gen Z. Well, actually, the I don't know. I was going to say, is this relevant that this person is eighteen? The kid who who mm. uh, yeah did it himself. And now there's something else here that I find you know. And again, this is this is this is where it all comes from, right? So the the guy says. Uh, I know they think I'm a bad person for this, but on the other hand, I'm having to pay for the, for the, and this is it. I'm having to pay for the lack of discipline of another yeah. person as well as this shitty airlines booking system. Yeah. That's a part that I, I don't, I, having not read the full Reddit post, um, we were reading the article sort of summarizing everything. I don't know if anyone tackled that aspect of things. Well, what it, it's the just lack the of point, discipline part, the, the whole lack of discipline that shows you yeah. what it is. Like it's, it's, it's his fault. It's something, it's a character flaw. It's the whole, it's the whole argument that being fat is a character flaw. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you just didn't visit the Cinnabon before you got on the flight, yeah. we'd be comfortable together. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's like I said, it's a moral issue. It is always a moral issue. Mm-hmm. Even when you think it's a health issue, no, that's actually a moral issue. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic that people weren't taking a shit though. I love it. Like that's- it, it also sounds like people on the plane were not being kind to him in the no. moment. No. Yeah. Which I very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of liking that. Like, we see all these people acting like assholes, but now we're seeing everyone else on the flight being the ones to duct tape them to the chair instead well, of it having to be the flight. Well, I, I have to say, the other thing, too, that I love about this is what is the final result? The fat person next to him gets an extra seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love that. That's Everything great. happily ever after. Happily ever after. <laughs> I almost wonder if that was the primary thinking. I mean, I guess throwing the guy off the plane was important, but also she's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm giving him extra space. Yeah. Well, and think about this. That flight attendant is going to be locked in a tiny tube with this kid for 12 oh, hours. God. Yeah. You're getting yeah. off the plane now, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I've, I've told this story on the, the show before, so I won't go into it again. But that flight I took to Kansas City where I was so uncomfortable next to someone who's being shitty, the woman who was two seats back, who had an empty seat next to her and came up to me and said, sweetie, you come sit by me. Mm-hmm. Right? I will remember that woman for the rest of my life. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Be that person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I've been waiting for an opportunity and I fly pretty frequently and I've been waiting for an opportunity to, to pull some shenanigans on a flight with somebody being, you know, anti-fat. Um, and it hasn't happened yet. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Good. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Although I tend to fly, uh, Southwest Southwest. these days. So they avoid that before it happens. And, and most of the, of the very fat people I see on Southwest do are aware of the policy of getting an extra seat. And so Uh, that's, I'm shocked at the number of people I see, do I don't know? Do I the the I mean not quite walk of shame, but like the like in the the main cattle call of like everyone else, like oh man, this is not going to be. You're in for a rough flight. Like, I don't, that, I they, don't understand. that they didn't get the free yeah. seat. You mean yeah? Because and, they didn't ask for it. And wanting to like I don't know, almost like I wish I could say something. Like, well, because they don't identify as fat, and so yeah. it's not their problem. Or they and, may and, just not know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest. Possibly. I didn't even know that was possible. In fact, whenever you guys would mention, this is pre-podcast days, whenever you guys would mention flying Southwest, in my head, I was like, really? Why Southwest? Like, yeah, I didn't no, same with me. Know. I never would have gone Southwest because I had sworn off them the first time they tried to charge me for a second seat. Well, I didn't even know that part of things. I just yeah. literally well, just mm-hmm. didn't know that Southwest had that policy. And again, for new listeners, they've completely changed that policy to the opposite where you get the second seat for free mm-hmm. under all circumstances. And yeah. you can pre-board. And you can and pre-board. You I can think pre- I should make I, an announcement my at the privilege, start of every flight. <laughs> yeah. My privilege of getting to, to fly Southwest when Michael is getting his That's free right. seat is that I get to pre-board with him mm-hmm. and that is fantastic. No, I would never fly Southwest without, without Trevor. Yeah. What would be the point? <laughs> Attention passengers. Are you fat? <laughs> yes, you are. But it's, it's not, not like you can, yeah. it's it's not like you can walk more. up people in the waiting area going like, 
do you know about the free seat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just because you're fat like me. <laughs> yeah, like, no, this is not going to go over well. So. Yeah, and I'm sure they're not necessarily wanting to advertise that. But. Attention Cinnabon customer. <laughs> <laughs> no, flight now boarding. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, um, if you don't want to get <laughs> Cinnabon icing on your brand new H&M clothing. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a lot of feelings about this next one. I do, too. So the story here uh, that we're talking about in Grunge Cake, although I'm sure it's being posted elsewhere. That's a news source, apparently? It, look, Dan. It's how I found out about it. <laughs> we are giving credit to the original. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, some people work for the New York Times, but some people some people aspire higher. And, and this is, the article is by Grunge Cake Team. So, okay. you know, they all worked on it. Point is, uh, H&M, the clothing brand, H&M strengthens inclusivity mission by expanding size offering in the United States. And when I first started reading this, I was a little, I was a little thrown because it starts off with H&M, H&M US has expanded its extended size assortment featuring products that go up to 2XL, which is not that high. In-store. In-stores for ladies and men and up to 4XL online for ladies and 3XL for men. However, that's not actually the main bullet point here. Mm-hmm. The main bullet point is that they are current. They have hired and are working with um, Tess Holiday, okay. who is an activist and model, and they are using her as a reference point and a consultant to make sure that when they, for instance, uh, when they hire their models or plus size models, or they have a photo shoot going, that they go through all of the appropriate steps to make them comfortable to photograph them properly. And in designing the clothing, the plus size brand that they are launching called what, Curvy Jeans, I think it is. Curvy Jeans. Yeah, Curvy Jeans. Uh, that it's not just, you know, larger, but that it's actually designed to shape to yeah. different body sizes and body Which types. Which we have mm-hmm. talked about on the show so yeah. many times. Where you, oh, if you yeah. just take skinny jeans and you make them in a larger size, it does not work. So no. I really, really like this. I like that they're taking these steps. They didn't have to take these steps. On the other hand, maybe they had to take these steps because more and more... You know, you can only ignore fat people for so long until you start losing money because nobody can buy your product. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And at what point do you decide that you'll actually sell them something that people can use? I I I mean, what a drastic step. I'm also (laughs) wondering, because I've I've noticed, like, because last episode we did an episode where we were talking about um, prom clothing Mm -hmm. and a program of exchange where larger people had access to larger prom clothing because of lack of access. With Gen Z being such sort of an aware generation... And I, I think I think that they they have a, a more of a tendency to be quietly active, uh, quiet activism than any of our prior generations were. I could see them going like, "Oh, let's go shopping. Oh, my friend can't buy stuff at this store. Let's go to the store where we can all buy things." Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Um, whereas my generation and the millennial generation might not have done that. So I'm curious if that's going to cause more changes as things go on. I'm curious yeah. if, in regards to that, if H and M will try to be more sustainable because they are one of the most notorious oh, fast, fast fashion, fashion yeah. companies. Like their clothes just fall apart. I mean, no, uh, no. obviously I've never bought anything. That well, fast fashion is this idea that we can sell more clothing if we sell stuff that's cheap and of the moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. styles can come up like four or five a year. And the idea is that we just keep getting you in the store. We keep getting you to buy stuff that's, that's cheap and disposable. Okay. And the problem is yeah. it's not that disposable. It ends up in trash heaps and in, in dumps. I mean, or it ends up getting put around the world and, and gets recycled endlessly. Yeah. Uh, but fast fashion is horribly unsustainable. Oh, I see. Okay. It's well, one of the bigger and, environmental H&M, problems. And H&M stuff is known for being like yeah. falling apart. Well, because you're, you're, again, the idea is that you're going to buy, you're going to replace it within two to four months. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I wonder if they fix, I remember when I was shopping in more mainstream stores, the larger sizes were always lower down and then behind everything else, which seems so unfair to make <laughs> tall and large people to have to get down on all fours and crawl to the back of your shop. You have to a chaser designed it. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there. It's down there. <laughs> no, I'm, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Just reach a little farther. <laughs> I mean, I know we're all about, you know, the... Like it's something, but mm-hmm. like, I it's good, you know. Well, three X, like up. Well, like, they're finally getting there. I mean, it's once again, like, yes, this is progress. I think you know, Tess Holiday will also kind of push. I think I have a different way to frame it, though. It's pr- it's quality progress. This is not just them saying, "Oh, we're going to scale up our current clothes to five X." Yeah, this is them saying we're going to properly 
redesign our clothing to fit fat bodies. And yes, it only goes up to three or four X, but it's actually going to be of a quality and of a fit that is worth getting rather than just like, I hope this box cut fits me. Well, and like a lot of people, if you have trouble finding stuff for yourself, you know that when you find something, you are going to be loyal to it because yeah. you may never find it again. Yeah. <laughs> and it, or it's just not available anywhere else. So, you know. Or you'll buy three copies. That's mm-hmm. how you finally find yeah, it. Yeah, exactly right. So I think that that the brand loyalty to H&M that this might cause mm-hmm. could really be great for them. I'm watching you, H&M. <laughs> the eyes yeah. of Trevor Keys. I'm gonna, H&M's going to come home and I'm going to turn on the, the little table side light and I'm going to be in my armchair in my <laughs> nightgown and curlers. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who decided to come home. From prom. It's all coming back to prom. <laughs> Trevor, boy, that was two whole weeks ago. I would like but to I, wrap this up with a quote from Tess. Yes. Um, she says, fashion should be accessible and inclusive. Throughout my career, I have strived to make impactful changes to the plus size industry in real, lasting ways. Together with H&M US, we are democratizing the fashion industry here in the US, creating a runway for customers to experience shopping that's an equalizer, not divide. I'm thrilled to step into this role and continue showing everyone that plus size fashion doesn't mean sacrificing style. Yes. Yes. Naha. <laughs> okay. Fetch watch? Yes, I'm waiting for the button. Okay. Uh, Music. Which, which button? Is Oh God, it's got me! (laughs) (laughs) Michael, no! Scooty, drop him! (laughs) I'll miss him. Somebody hit the button for me! Oh. Okay. It's fat watch. I, I fought him off. Oh, he's one baby. All of our listeners right now are like, "What the hell is wrong with what them did today? they do before this show?" We're all waiting for lunch. Yeah, this is us on low blood sugar. This is us uh, food deprived. I almost said food deprived. I guess we are food deprived. Anyway, fat watch. This is the segment of the show where we talk about fat activism and mm-hmm. good things in fat activism. Trevor, what we got going on? So. Uh, Juno Active has announced a new plus-size events and communities page on their website. Juno Active is an um, active wear company that specializes in plus-size clothes for and they women and families. they go way back. Yeah. Um, they go back to the early 90s. And I was going to say the ancient Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> same difference, Dan. Same difference. Romans, I suppose. Um, <laughs> they decided to include on their website um, basically ways for people to find body-positive, plus-size-friendly fitness groups mm-hmm. um, and like just other events, which I think this is like so smart and just makes such sense. And I just love that this is a thing that's yeah. happening. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked so many times about how like when you actually do find like, you know, you want to work out, you don't want to wear jeans because duh. So you try <laughs> and find your workout clothes and if they fit you, you get it all together. You're maybe feeling insecure and then you have to go to a regular space where you may not be welcome and a gym environment is almost always going to create stresses and pressures that you don't want to have to deal with Mm -hmm. so imagine if you can get all of these things in one place you can get the workout clothes you can get access to fat friendly resources and workout uh, routines and all that stuff i mean this is excellent i like it (laughs) but do you concur dan approved i have spoken (laughs) i don't know throwing a cinnabon (laughs) And we're talking. Oh, this is definitely a three Cinnabon event. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, I, I love that a brand is taking the initiative totally. to create, like they create stuff for their market. Um, anyway, I don't know. Thank you, Juno Active. And I feel like. Yeah, totally. I would love to see, I can't think of any like brands that are geared towards workout gear for fat men. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know. DXL do this. Yeah, d- DXL is like the only name in town for anything. So like, <laughs> hey, I feel, DXL. I feel like New Balance does big size stuff. I feel, <laughs> I feel but like you get it at DXL. I mean, I would say king size, except I've, I'm worried that if I say their name more than twice in the same space, I'll <laughs> a get catalog will hit appear. In the head, yeah, with a catalog. <laughs> yeah, and it'll weigh forty pounds. Yeah, it's like Candyman or Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we have a really fun main subject today. We do. Um, so I wasn't on the call when this was decided because mm. I I missed my <laughs> scheduling appointment for scheduling the call. You're welcome. Um, so I think one of the three of you who were on the call should set this well, up. Well, I think maybe Don should set it up because he was like, I have something that I want to talk about. Well, we've all had these little experiences of um, 
you have something that might happen to you two or three times and you start wondering like, is this a thing? But it's a little awkward, so you don't necessarily want to share it with other people. Well, guess what? We're going to share our awkward things today. We're going to share. <laughs> of, this happened to me. Did this happen to you? In um, bed. In bed. Specifically. This is our in bed edition. Bed. So today, each of us is bringing something that has happened to us, and we're curious. We're going to find out today if this is just something unique to us or if this is a pattern. And is it a we thing? we can break it up and help ourselves through some of these issues. So, okay. Um, the thing that I was talking about, so this has never ha- this has only happened to me with chasers, specifically with people who would identify as being a chubby chaser. Okay. This has never happened to me with a civilian. This has never happened to me with another sort of bigger guy that okay. I've been with, where they work very hard to get me in bed, right? So I know there is an attraction. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just fall in. <laughs> I didn't club them and mm-hmm. drag them back to my room. They are there because they want to be there. That's very kind And of then you. <laughs> there is a romantic moment. There is some kissing. Uh, there is a bed. They are laid down. And then they become a board. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They fun. freeze up and oh just my God. lie there and sort of watch me doing things. Uh. And like, so this has happened to me with a couple different changes. So there's no contact. There's no like hand on yeah, you like, no, there's, they're not big on the touching, oh right? Boy. They want me, they, they, they're like, you may touch me now, right? Okay. If there is touching, this is this happened with one or maybe two of them. Like, there's a nipple. I'm going to reach out and I, they're going to touch just my nipple. Oh, wow. No other part of the man boob. It's like they're afraid to touch. And they just touch that and they tweak it. And then they stop touching. And then they wait for you to touch. And well, this has happened more than once. Oh, this yeah. has happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking over a lifetime, right? Yeah. But it has never happened with a non-chaser. No, no. And I, I think I might have a differential diagnosis for you here. Okay. okay. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Yes. But this is something that has happened enough wait, with chasers where... Just before you get into the diagnosis part of things, is there an exp- like a facial expression inv- involved? There, it's usually kind of a, it's not a blank face, but it's sort of like, it's it's like almost a nervous face uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. or a, like my personal favorite was kind of the odd face, uh-huh. but they still didn't do anything. No, nope. I know, know okay. what this is. Okay. I know uh, what this is. So yeah, I, I have tried the methods of taking their hand and guiding. Mm-hmm. I have tried to no. broach the topic and no. that didn't go well. No, 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 um, no. Yeah. So what is it? I mean, well, hold on. Before Dan diagnoses, I will say I have had this. Yep. Okay. And different degrees. And also I hit one set of time where I was with someone. I was kind of on top of them. And I adjusted. I was like kind of like adjusting myself. And I kind of ended up like thrusting my belly forward in a way to where they climaxed. But like in such a call like quiet non-reactive way and i had to be like oh did you just come and they were like yeah <laughs> and all he did was change position i've had something similar to that uh-huh. happen put these together put these together what do we get yeah no there is <laughs> so it's just purely sexual intimidation or mm, i mean it's more than that it is <sighs> shock no it, it it is a level of excitement that if you're not <sighs> I think Michael and I can relate. There is a level of excitement if it's early in your sexual sexual experience. And I should say, if you're a chaser and it's early in your sexual experience with a fat guy. Yeah, it could yeah. be any age, yeah. <clears throat> right, like, so, like, you could be 33, but, you know, this is your second fat guy. Uh, and I was m- much older than I should have been when I had these, like, <gasps> yeah. Um, Just sampling that. No, sound. it is. It is basically shock and awe. It well, is shock and awe that renders them, from from your point of view, useless. Well, it's an unfortunate <laughs> manifestation because it doesn't leave you feeling appreciated. No, mm. and they can't. And they're they're literally just shock and awe. Yeah. Like a bomb just went off and they can't function. And it's weird to me out because they always ask for another date. Yep, and you and they can't figure out why. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I really was under the impression that like you did not have fun. No, so. no, it is they are just so absolutely gobsmacked that they cannot function. And it, you know, I remember, I, was it you, Trevor? You were somebody was telling me about some uh, a fact. I was telling me about a a guy they were in bed with, and 
the guy, the chaser was so excited. He was like vibrating like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. And oh, like, yeah. Uh, it was that <laughs> intense an experience. I mean, huh. I had that where like, I thought the guy was like, a, like having a seizure or something where, because it was like, just, like he was convulsing and I, I literally thought he was having a seizure and it was, I was in college and I was like, I'm going to have to have this like grown ass businessman wheeled out of my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, not, not, not See, some 16 year old. What I did, what I've done recently and this would, this did not work for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did not like this was talking very like, okay, like you can say stop whenever you want. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. And you, you take like, care of them. Trying to make them feel safe because I feel like they feel like they're in danger and then I don't feel sexy, and no. I don't feel like I want to be there anymore. No, it's and, and they're not—they're not, they're not no. afraid per se. They're just literally overwhelmed. And if you can think of, it's information overload. It re, mm -hmm. Yeah, or sensation overload. Say so, yeah, yeah. And I—I I mean, if you can think of, have you ever? <sighs> I'm trying to think of, of a comparable experience that a, a chub might have about. It could be a way that you're touched, where you're just like. <laughs> Or maybe some people, like for me, if I eat something and it's so delicious, I need you to shut up a minute. Mm. <laughs> like, it's just so good. It's so good. I just don't stop talking. And it's that kind of like you're in touch with a sensory experience that is just over the moon that you just have to, mm, you have to have it. And and here's okay. the good news, Don. There's not a fucking thing you can do about it. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's in, all you can do is sort of wait and just... Just wait I've and to see, and see if it subsides, it, and it may yeah. not. It may not. If if you're not up to snuff by session two, then I'm. I mean, you can try to disengage it with humor, maybe, but boy, that's tough. I've tried. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's because they're just they're locked. They're yeah. locked. One of and the, what's so weird is like they're not like that until nope. the sexual moment, and then they're a completely different person. No, they it's they've like, been taken over. They've been hijacked. Hmm. Um, one of the times I encountered this. I eventually just kind of had to stop him. Like, okay, like, what's what's going on? Are you okay? And like, the guy was like, "You're supposed to be taking charge." Here. Oh, there is that. Yeah. And I oh. was like, "I'm like, that's not. I'm not. That, like, I don't think I'm that's what Don. Dis I don't think that's what Don is describing. But mm -hmm. that definitely does happen. Yeah. I've had that with guys where <laughs> I, he, I all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the bed with him, and he turns into a statue. Abs I mean, not even open eyes. He is like hands at his size, eyes closed. Are we pretending we're corpses? <laughs> and oh. oh my God, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I mean, you did meet him on the Necrophilia RPG series. <laughs> no, it was so. it was bizarre. And, and again, this is this is a fat guy. And what and it wasn't shock and awe. It was mm -hmm. not that. What it was was, oh, I expected you to have your way with me. It was a dom sub kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. He wanted to be he wanted to be used and possessed like an object. I've experienced that and it weirded me out because again, like what you're talking about, they didn't warn me in advance that that's what they were expecting, no. which led to just sort of an unpleasant night for everyone yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just, you can't spring that, that somebody, especially when, well, and, and the idea is like, you think this is what they're all like, like they don't, they don't think to inform you yeah. out of the expect. This as, is your baseline. Like this is your baseline. This is yeah. how it always happens. Like what the fuck? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've had instances on both sides where the other person would sort of go very, very passive, but not to that extreme. And I've had moments where I was like in that sort of sense of sensory overwhelm, but not to the point that I was paralyzed or stopped. No, but I think you've told working. me stories of where the overwhelm either got for you me, in your head or something like for, that. Well, it lasted for me. It was more, it lasted like two weeks. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was the bomb went off, but I was able to function but in my head, I was just like, what is happening right now? And it lasted for two weeks. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was it was not so much that I got paralyzed, but it was just like I was like in this floaty headspace of like, I don't even know which way is up right now. Is there anything that would have helped you get out of your chaser freeze? Well, well you, I didn't freeze. I was going to say, were you frozen? Yeah, no, okay, I wasn't yeah. frozen. It didn't stop me from doing anything. It was just a, it was like... It was like being high, and you just have to ride the high until you come down from it. And so you can, using that analogy, you can see how somebody could be so high that they're not functional. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's the best way I can put it. And you're just, you're a passenger at that point. You can't, mm -hmm. again, I've never gotten to the point of freezing. It didn't prevent me from being able to participate, but it, I can see how it would. I can totally see how it would. I think that's mostly because I didn't hit that point in my sort of 
sexual history until very, very late in the game. So I've had a lot of buildup experiences to get to a point where I can, I have, I have things to fall back on when I don't have, yeah. like if I'm not in my head and I'm just sort of operating uh, automatically, I have experience to fall back on. Yeah, I mean, where it's coming from is an unexpected newness. So newness either in experience or newness in that they're literally not expecting their body's reaction. Mm-hmm. Again, the way if you're, you know, let's say you've done pot and then you do pot and like zoom, you're over the moon. Yeah. And you're like, this is not how it's supposed to go. You've had sex before, but this is not how it's supposed to go. And well, I, and I, even more particularly, you've had sex before that was really unexciting. Yeah. And you think that's just always how it's supposed to be for you. And then suddenly you have something. It's like, you know, you've only ever had well done hamburgers and then somebody gives you a juicy, medium rare, perfectly cooked. And you're just like, wait. Wait, this is what it can be? We, de- we depend on a lot of food metaphors. Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing that well, out. Well, because just- it's sensuality. Yeah, it's because sensuality. food is delicious. Mm-hmm. And we also haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> um, I think There are no accidents, Don. May I broach a new one? Yeah, go for it. So this is, ha- this is the, I can think what I was talking about uh, in the last episode a little bit about how the unexpected couple, mm-hmm. and sometimes- Sometimes it's one of those people. And I remember um, really, really super hot, big Samoan guy. And we're, we had a great time at dinner and I'm taking him back to my apartment and we get naked and I kind of had to convince him to undress and leave the lights on. And I'm like, no, that's a deal breaker. If I like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this in the dark in a, in, in blackness. Like, <laughs> I, like I want to be able to see you. Yeah. So I get him past that hurdle. And at one point, and I just, you know, I just have a small light on and he's gorgeous. And I said, wow, you have a beautiful body. And he's like, dude, you need therapy. <sighs> yeah. Oh boy. Just that flat, just that flat. And he was, to be fair, I don't think he was trying to insult me as much as he was at a loss for what to do at that moment. Well, and that just fundamentally flies in the face of what he believes. Like he has to reject that. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, he doesn't believe what you said. To well, him. in the same way that I had to say like, no, we're going to do this with some light. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this in the black, just feeling my it's, way. It's also being smacked in the face with a compliment when you're at your most vulnerable. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. And that's not what you're expecting. And you don't know what to do with it. It's like someone throwing a hot potato well, to you. And like, it's, what it's, the fuck do I do with it? It's what I've said so many times yeah. in you know my book and my seminars. You will Human beings will not permit someone to treat them better than they treat themselves. And in that moment, telling him that his body is beautiful, he has to get rid of that. It, it must be rejected. Yeah. And so he says, you need therapy. And I can see the damage. I can see that other chasers have gone through that because when I tell a chaser that they're attractive, Mm -hmm. right, that I find them beautiful, that's usually the only point where they will start telling me that too. They usually won't open the door first. I find I I, have to be the one to walk through. Yeah, I'll back that up. I got burned on that one. Mm -hmm. I I had a – no, it didn't go quite as extreme as what you're describing, Dan. Mm. But I've definitely had that moment of like just wanting to express like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And sometimes it was like, okay, shrug, like, thanks. And then sometimes it was this sort of awkward moment of like, wait, did I say something wrong here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Should I not have said that? Mm-hmm. And, and I then think- I start to get embarrassed like I because you sort of put yourself out there by saying that. And if you don't have a really good if yep. sense of your own identity, which it took me a long time to find. And so when you're sort of trying things and throwing yourself out there and digging into what is authentic to you mm-hmm. that makes you vulnerable and you say a thing and it's not, it doesn't feel like it's received. Yeah. And you'll get burned. Chubby guys and Don, I am including you in this mix. <laughs> I am talking to myself in the third person. Um, we need to learn how to take a compliment because mm-hmm. we're literally beating the compliments out of our chasers. Like <laughs> the, it, what you're hearing here, this is someone who's afraid to express their attraction to someone they're with that they both know they're attracted to each other. This should not be a shocker, but it's difficult to say because you've been punished for doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to stop doing that. And I'd like to point out for the people who are like, yeah, but chasers are, you know, sick creatures who compliment terrible things. 
you know, we're not saying like, wow, I love how your folds sag. We're saying like, you are beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're saying you are gorgeous. You're, we're saying things like, oh my God, your body is amazing. And I'm going to push chasers a step farther for this one. Like, don't limit it to the bedroom. You know what? Yeah. Like, tell sure, the people yeah. you find they're attractive that they're attractive. It, it can be platonic. It doesn't have you know, to be. Like, expand it. And ch- chub, chubby guys, use this as your practice to accept the fucking compliment. <laughs> <laughs> because if you can take it in front of a group, it'll mean so much more when they are two inches in front of your face, looking into your eyes and saying it sincerely. So I want to pick up on that because there is, there is this, and tell me if I'm wrong, because my favorite way to, to have a romantic evening with a guy is to have a romantic evening where it usually starts with dinner or lunch or something, and then it goes into the bedroom. It is, it is not, I don't like knock, knock, knock. Okay, here's the bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't, yeah, that's I, can, cold. I can do it. I can do it. Well, I, I don't have a problem with it, except I don't prefer it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to have a little bit of, all right. But apropos of what you were saying, Don, I think there can be for chasers and for chubs, I can think of a chaser like this and a chub like this, where there is this massive barrier between that thing we do socially and in public and the bedroom experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you, when you watch romantic movies and the couple is at the restaurant, and even if it's the first date, you see that there's a chemistry between them and they're maybe smiling and maybe there's a, a hand touch or an arm touch. Or there's like, and I'm, I'm just aware sometimes that with chub chaser relations, it can be like, oh, we're having a math class and now we're going to go to an orgy. <laughs> like it's such yeah. a division yeah. <laughs> of mood yeah. where, you know, and, and I've, I'm conscious of that. And so I, I might say to a guy on a date, like just offhandedly, like, I don't know, we're talking about something and then I'll, I'll talk about, I don't know, we were at a, I tell a story and it's like, you know, a really beautiful, you know, I was, I saw this really beautiful guy across the room, you know, um, and I say like, you know, a really beautiful guy like you or, you know, meaning him as an example of yeah. a beautiful guy, just you know, drop it in and they look and it's like a bomb went off. They're like, what, 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 what? Because they thought, I know, I thought we were in a math class. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because we've had no practice. Yeah, right? and, and just trying to integrate mm-hmm. And even into conversation or, and the touch, if that's appropriate. Yeah. Well, and also that sort of compliment becomes relegated to someone who's trying to get you into the bedroom. It's no longer just a compliment that I get from a friend or somebody, because I don't get that from my casual acquaintance chasers, right? right? The chasers Mm -hmm. try to kind of like, no, we're we're platonic, we're friends, right? And they try and stay. So they try to kind of reserve their, their compliments um, on the physical because that tends to be associated with making a pass, hmm. right? Yeah, but you I know? also wonder, like, what Michael... I don't experience it like like you described, Michael. The idea of, like, a compliment is me putting myself out there. I don't experience it that way. I Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I don't... Hmm. Let, let me give one quick example. So at Dan's birthday party, he had a friend there that I'd never met before, uh, female, right? And I thought she was not only a hot shit, but I thought her hair was fantastic, mm-hmm. right? And I complimented her physical appearance, and she was able to take that compliment with grace and enthusiasm, and it opened the door. Yeah, right? no, she is a gorgeous fat woman. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, but there was another person there who was a slightly larger guy. I complimented his shirt, I think, or something, and I got the freeze up from him mm. because I think he maybe thought I was trying to make like. Maybe, maybe he thought I was trying to be inappropriate or something. I, I think know. it's just how people react to compliments sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's what Dan said. It's like you can't let somebody treat you better than you yeah. treat yourself. And in that particular area, compliments can be – like I, I was just giving this example. I'm a lot better about compliments now. But it used to be that if somebody, for instance, said to me, uh, oh, you look great. You look like you've lost weight. Huh. To me, what I would hear is fat people are disgusting and I'm so glad you're not one of them. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. And so it's it's taken me like I have to actively filter out that way of hearing a compliment like that. And yeah. I think a lot of a compliments occur to me like that where why would I have a relationship to compliments that is anything casual when for me it's like such a serious interaction. And again, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I've moved beyond that now, but certainly historically that's been the case. But you know what it's like to have your feet stuck in that place where Mm-hmm. Any compliment feels like someone stepping over a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You got something, Trevor? How you doing, Trevor? I don't know. I, I had a couple things, and I actually have two that I feel like are connected. There was a guy, and we were making out, and he kept kind of stopping, and he was going, blah. What? <laughs> and like making a face. And there was finally a point I'm like, I, like, are, what? is something wrong? We have a Tourette's? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Blah. What is, yeah, is and it? Is it a tick? Going, I, it was... It wasn't really like a tick because I, I feel like I would have picked up on kind of I feel like there's a rhythm to that where this is just kind of like a terrible like this like that it what the was like hell? a terrible like that we it was a terrible like I that it occurred to me like I am terrible at kissing and he is just like trying to power through this but he cannot that's how and it, eventually and he was like no it's good like let's keep going but then I finally just shut it down because I'm like this is just like I can't what the hell what I had did you the ever same discover thing. what it was I had the same thing what? I had a guy who meowed. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's we be making like, it out, making out, making out, and then he'd look at me. Meow. Oh, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, that's it's different. not like blah. No, but it's this. It's still this just sort of weird. Like, well, what know, is this? I'm wondering, yeah. and I'm again, it's a leap here, and I wasn't there at the time, but I'm wondering if that blah is just his strange expression of bliss. <laughs> like <laughs> it didn't uh, seem like bliss, except well, it came so, out blah. <laughs> What I, something else that I thought this of connected wild. to that? What the that. hell are you guys up to? <laughs> I was like, is my breath bad? Is like my mouth gross? Am I bad at kissing? But so the flip side of that is, there was one time I was with a guy and we were making up, and the guy was a smoker. Ooh, and boy. like in there, heavy, heavy, heavy smoker, Ew. and we were making like like full on like Frenching like, and I kept gagging. Oh. I feel like if this is the person I think it is, is this the person? No, this is a different person. This okay. And he noticed I because it was like like it was like strong gags, but I was mm. trying to like I'm like this is kind of hot. Listener advisory: mm-hmm. Trevor has a very strong gag reflex. And then, <laughs> <laughs> when this was like before, like I, and my gag before he trained it much better. This was like peak where like I couldn't swallow a pill. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That's that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you meant. Well worked. We on. know what you think yeah, he meant. Um, <laughs> no, that's like yeah. I'm thinking the best of him. Like you, you, you'd have to take aspirin in liquid form. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, and it was really bad. And he like commented on like, no, it's fine. And I met him years later, and he's like, oh, remember when we were making out that one time, and you kept gagging? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Even though I now, I, and it was like, I, I felt so bad, but I just lit like physically. Was having this reaction. I would have too. Well, but I think that's a great example of why you need to say what it is because otherwise they're going to make it something in their head, which is probably a whole lot worse than. Or at best, they won't. Yeah, they will. They just nothing will be learned, and it'll just happen again. Well, and it's such a fixable thing. Like you know, I'm not gagging on the shape of your nose. I'm gagging on the smell of your cigarettes. I'm not flying. So did you ever find a solution for your? guy no i just stopped i shut it down and then the worst part was he had like it was when i was lived in chicago and like he had taken a train from the suburbs so like he had to spend the night oh oh boy oh oh god and it was a thing where like i set an alarm and like (laughs) what like the first i knew what time the first train was and i woke him up like (laughs) six in the morning okay like you can take a train now like so was it not possible for him to just like not do that i i don't I don't know. But I you didn't investigate it is, the, is my point. You need to investigate that. Oh, well. Otherwise, Hell, you're going to have the guy stay overnight. You'll have to call him a train at 6 a.m. <laughs> this was so bad. Oh, my God. Or so feed him here. cat food. Blah. What? Meow. Oh, your guy. That's different. That's, that, I think, he, I that think that's is like different. a furry. Yeah, no, or not even. That is just somebody thinking they're being cute and sexy, and it's actually a huge turn off. <laughs> I mean, but, or like, furry or like cat boy. That's a whole thing. Yeah. And my, my, my advice, if anyone's looking for it, would be something like, ah, oh, that's not hot for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm allergic to cats. That's just, it's, not, just, it's not hot for me. It's not hot for me. You, they, if they say meow, you just go. I think we need to wrap this up with Michael. Okay. I have one and it's cute and short and simple. And I probably could have thought of more, but I didn't. So mine uh, was back in my, I don't want to say hookup days, but back in my like non-monogamous days a uh, good decade ago. And uh, there was this one guy that I actually really liked and we had a really great time together. Um, and we saw each other multiple times. I think it was like a six-month stretch of like, 
hanging out and having fun and getting sexy. And uh, there was something that I noticed, though, and at the time I was not well-developed enough to realize why. Um, and there was a point where, <laughs> you know, we're in bed together and he's giving me head and then he sort of just like slows down and like I kind of like what's happening and then he's just like his eyes are closed and he's like kind of out hmm. wow. and I'm like what just happened is he asleep? did this man just die <laughs> what, what do you what do you mean is- he's like f- sort of like zonked out he like 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 his head's in your thighs yeah like next to but not around. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of like shifted a little, and he sort of like woke up and like kept going. And I was like, "What the hell was that?" I now understand that he had very he had sleep apnea that was untreated. Oh, and wow. like narcolepsy. The classic, yeah, basically develops into narcolepsy where you can't stay. Awake. I I've had that experience as a as a as a young stupid chaser. Uh, <laughs> a guy basically fell asleep on me, and I was insulted. Yeah, and it's like no, he just didn't have any sleep, and that's how that went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, young chasers, if you ever have an experience like that with somebody where you're getting frustrated because it, it might not even be as extreme as falling asleep, if it just feels like they're sleepy, unengaged, unenthusiastic, disinterested, and they seem to always be kind of lethargic or whatever, it's probably sleep apnea. If you've ever stayed over at their place and you find that they <laughs> snore, but like then or they stop, stop breathing. Yeah, stop yeah. breathing. Well, because you have to really listen for it. Like, it's not just the snoring. If they're snoring, that's your cue to listen closer. And if you notice that they snore and then it's just like nothing for 10, 20 seconds. It doesn't even have to be that long. I, yeah. I'm going to have a suggestion on this one because uh, we mentioned this on the call. Um, I have a tendency where like the first two or three times someone sleeps over, I really don't want to wear the CPAP machine. Oh, that. I yeah. really. Really? Don't. It feels Why? really unsexy. Well, sure, right. but the one chaser of the, not being able to sleep is probably pretty unsexy. Or believe me, it is so much worse if you don't wear it. It's or so if much you worse. die, <laughs> that's a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, dying bad, dying bad. Yeah. Uh, so the suggestion I'm giving is if if this has happened and you're staying over again, right? Just mention in passing as you're going to bed, like, oh, I think I'm going to get ready for bed. Do, do you use a CPAP or anything? And I know, okay, fine. You're just mention it in but passing. But it would be so on. It's the, not awkward. But wouldn't know? it be on the bed t- bedside table? Not if they cleaned it up. Oh my God, you why know? would you do that? No. If you're self-conscious about it, if I you're can see someone doing it. it. My advice is if you're self-conscious about it, don't be self-conscious about it because... You might die. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think it, it is... Un, if, like the first time Chaser might not know what it is, but at this point, I mean, CPAPs are like things on sitcoms now. Yeah. yeah, where it's like it is. It was in Spider Man. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it, granted, it was exaggerated and ridiculous, but it was in there. But I, I would maintain that the person who is cleaning up their CPAP machine, the person who is like, you know, not going to, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not about the chaser. I did say it was, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, I I'm so, I, I'm self conscious about it. Well, know? what I mean is, it the chaser is it's you're not worried that the chaser is going to think badly of you because you're already thinking badly of like, oh my god, I have this machine. No, I just think I look ridiculous with the hat on, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's this whole headgear. I mean, you've seen them. That's a whole headgear thing. Wrapped up well, you know, there are, there are so. different styles and, you know, racing stripes. And yeah, but there's no that. sexy CPAP hat. You know? Do you have like, the flame decals done? Because I feel like you could really- <laughs> I do. I put the LEDs on and everything. <laughs> oh, LEDs on a CPAP. That would be great for the person not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> They're a lot of like landing lights. Yeah. <laughs> How far down do they go? Uh, exactly. So okay. do we have a tip today? Uh, I don't know. My tip is wear your CPAP proud. (laughs) CPAP proud. CPAP pride. All right. We do have a bit bit, today. Bit, bit, bit. So since today we were talking about, you know, things that you don't talk about, that you don't bring up with your friends, and we're finally doing it, I thought maybe we'd cover a couple of those sexual disorders that oh. you just don't bring up with people. Oh my. And sexual so disorders. each of these are questions about various common sexual disorders, some of which I've never heard of. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So PGAD, P-G-A-D, sounds like the worst possible sexual disorder you could ever kind of, kind of actually want to have. PGAD, they march, they march on the gay pride parade. Yeah, PGAD, <laughs> absolutely. Um, however, here's the question. What is PGAD? PGAD. One, pelvic gynophilic atypical disorder. Oh, dear. Okay. Two, penile gigantism attraction disorder. Mm. Three, penetrative 
growth abundance disorder, or four, persistent genital arousal disorder? I'm going to say four. I'd persistent like, I'd like to hope it's four. <laughs> <laughs> what was Man, it must be the tough to operate again? without. The first one was pelvic gynophilic atypical disorder. I don't even know what that means. Gynophilic. I want to say the first one because it sounds like a thing. Okay. Okay. Well, the correct answer is, in fact, persistent genital arousal disorder. Yeah. Oh, no. So <laughs> persistent genital arousal disorder usually affects women. What that means is that basically you could have an orgasm at any given moment with any sort of stimulation. How is this oh, different boy. from the chase you described so, earlier? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like wearing the wrong kind of pants, like certain types of chafing uh, can just make you keep coming okay. throughout the day. Bending over to get things can make you come. See, I knew that was a um, thing, but I, that's why I guess I thought the first one was because... You just got the name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get half credit? Just fun with acronyms. Half credit? Okay. Okay. Yes, there are in fact sexual disorders that are also sleep disorders. Hmm. Just to shake things up though, there are also a couple kinks that deal with sleep. So what is sexomnia and is it a disorder or is it a kink? Okay. One, sexomnia is a disorder involving actively having sexual intercourse or masturbating while still asleep. Okay. Two, Sexomnia is a kink for having intercourse with sleeping people. Three, sexomnia is a kink for having someone have sexual intercourse with you while you're asleep. Or four, sexomnia is a disorder where one has the inability to achieve sexual excitement while awake. I'm going to say one. Hmm. A disorder involving actively having sexual intercourse or masturbating while asleep. Yeah, I'll say one. I think one just... I mean, it's odd because... Well, usually... Usually kink has Greek names, unless this is like the common name. Mm -hmm. But yeah, one. One? It's a disorder. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff you can get done while you're asleep. Right. Sexomnia is, in fact, a disorder that involves having sex or masturbating while asleep. Mm. It's sort of like, what was it? There was a sleep medication that was causing people to sleep eat. Huh. Like oh, yeah. wander over to the refrigerator and just eat everything in there. Mm. And apparently some of them make you sleep fuck. So, <laughs> wow. Enjoy. Okay. More, more of that, tell your partner to enjoy. <laughs> you won't be aware of it. Well, if you're masturbating, you're just going to wake up with sticky sheets and have no idea why. Yeah. All right. Dry, dry it, it could be taffy. All right. Final question about sexual dysfunctions. Funny, tragic, or neither. What is retrograde ejaculation? I know. I know. Oh, okay. So, Michael, what is <laughs> retrograde ejaculation? Okay. Okay. One, a period. Why connected- is everyone looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> one, a period connected to the planet Mercury during which generals are said to have difficulty communicating with each other. Two, coming so hard you shoot in your own face and get it in your eye. <laughs> Three, after an orgasm, your body actually snorts up your semen into your bladder. <laughs> Or four, there is no such thing. Don just wanted to say retrograde ejaculation. <laughs> well, I'm guessing it's not four. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, I don't think it's three. I hope. Because <laughs> that is wild. I'm going to go with number two. Number two, which is coming so hard you shoot in your own face and get it in your eye. Yeah. But the correct answer is, Dan Th- and Trevor, three. three. <laughs> really? That is correct. It is, a, it is a disorder where your body, you basically, when you come, the semen comes up and then goes down the wrong chute well, into your bladder. Y- yeah, it's stopped by the prostate usually. You're, you're ejaculating yeah. backwards. You ejaculate into your bladder instead of out your penis. And the good, Ow. the plus side okay, is Okay, that's not also not what I understood. I thought you meant you shoot completely and then it literally gets reabsorbed <laughs> into your yeah, body. Yeah, I no. was maybe a little... No. I was that, a little... That was a little deceptive. <laughs> yeah. I was a little sneaky there. Uh-huh. Imagine imagine it's basically if you had if you had a bottle and it had two yeah. ways out, it, and one of those ways is blocked, then mm-hmm. there's the normal way, it goes the other way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. apparently, though, the, the plus side for people suffering from this is it's not painful, and the only medical downside is that it's very difficult to have children. You have no ejaculation. Yeah, yeah, you don't shoot anything. Yeah. Okay. But otherwise, not dangerous, you know, <laughs> but, no. unless you intend to be a father. No. no, the bigger problem is prostate issues. So, Trevor, if people want to know more about retrograde ejaculation, where could they go to learn about that? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as... What? <laughs> at, at, big... At, 
<laughs> we broke Trevor. Big Fat Gay Comcast. <laughs> We're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there, five stars everywhere. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yay. Support us on patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. Or see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Yay. Maybe you're a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sure. time. It's happening. There's a you're light going the down the, the channel. <laughs> but there's two ways to go. <laughs> and you know, you're not sure which way you're going, so you, you turn left. Uh-huh. But it's not. You're going back into the... Glider, so. Yeah. So, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow.